Hey guys, this is going to be another Greatest Hits episode. You know, we had the past two weeks off, Chris was on vacation, and then we kind of had to get back in the swing of things with recording with guests, but don't you worry, we have a full book schedule. We already have one episode recorded, which is going to be next week's episode with Kyle McDougall. I don't know if any of you guys saw that on our Instagram. This is another Greatest Hits episode, like I said. This one is with Pete Halverson. He is a amazing photographer out of California. We talk about a bunch of different things here, you know, client work, personal projects. This is just an episode that Chris and I thought that we should replay for you guys, for all the new listeners out there. Also, if you haven't had the chance, go back and listen to the back catalog. There's a lot of great guests that we've had on the show. Yeah, that's about it. We'll be back next week with Kyle McDougall, and uh, we have a bunch of awesome guests lined up for the rest of the month. So see you then. Enjoy the episode, guys. See you soon. Support for Analog Talk also comes from Polaroid Originals. Go to PolaroidOriginals.com and use the offer code ANALOGTALK10 at checkout to receive 10% off your next purchase. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today, our guest is Pete Halverson. Pete, say what's up. What's up, everybody? Uh, Hey, hey guys. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks for having me. Hey, hey. Thanks for joining us. So yeah, thank you, you. You and I just recently met, like two days ago, I think it was, right, at uh, one of the Kodak Camera Club meetups. We did. We we were strangers from the internet, and and yeah. as I, we always like to <laughs> come come together uh, in an analog style, meaning we we meet in person, which is uh, always yeah. a fun thing to do. And uh, Kodak Camera Club uh, put that together and asked me to be a part of it. And yeah, Sunday we met. So was that was that your first one? With them? Uh, that was my first meetup with uh, the Kodak Camera Club. Yeah. Uh, and, and as I think Steve said, it's been around for since 1920 or something. So, which, um, which I just, yeah, I found that crazy. out on Sunday and I was like, wait, hold on a second. What? <laughs> I thought there was like a new, you know, thing for them to try to get people back into film, but it's like been a, been a club, like a literal club for forever, which is awesome. Yeah, it's it's re- really cool to kind of be part of the storied history of, of, of Kodak and, and that relationship. And then obviously, um, within uh, the resurgence of, of film in the last few years to to be a part of uh, just seeing that enthusiasm in person um, as you saw that day. Yeah. that This is my first Kodak one. I've just started going to the meetups and they're always, like I always get like kind of nervous in the beginning. Like I don't know anybody. I'm like, who am I going to talk to? <laughs> but it's honestly, we all just bond over, you know, either our gear or like what we're shooting. It's just like, so there's so much fun. And, uh, absolutely it's know. it's i mean it's something that's that's kind of i guess kept me um excited about social media because there's so much to kind of be discouraged at mm-hmm. uh, but these meetups are something i've i've been doing them for about five years that i've been holding them um all around the world um i've been lucky enough to, to have a little bit of a following to be able to announce where i am hey i'm in paris hey i'm in san francisco um let, let's go shoot and um you're able to to see these locations through um, other people's eyes, but more importantly, you're able to actually connect with other photographers um, on, on on a real, you know, away from your phones uh, and away from your computers. And, and then, like you said, then go into this whole other level of what do you shoot on? Oh, what's your background? And, and you end up making, what always happens, you make all these friends like Mm -hmm. Chris and I, I mean, you make all these friends 
from from that that uh, putting yourself out there. I think they're they're yeah, like I said, so much fun, and I it won't be the last one I go to for sure. So thank you for hosting that <laughs> one. It was an, it was an awesome time. Absolutely. I was just gonna say I'm still bummed out, Chris. We were talking about this right before we started. I'm still bummed out. They had they had a it was the Kodak Kodak same deal in uh, Nashville, and I totally just missed it like i don't know how i didn't see it on social media and then the next day i see all my buddies here from nashville like kodak was in town we did an awesome photo walk (laughs) they gave us all this film and i'm like what what (laughs) i had off like how did i not even know about that i was yeah it's about well i'm I'm still sore about that and and therein you know as as i've held these over the years there is the problem with like do you promote it too much you know, mm-hmm. do you put yeah. it not enough? Is there an algorithm that's, you know, comes out two weeks later that you see that the walks tonight? Awesome. Oh, no, this post was from yeah. two weeks ago. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's so, what happened. Yeah. yeah and, and that's, I think, what you run into now with kind of trying to promote these is trying to say, um, you know, find the time and when is it early enough? And then all of a sudden, the people that maybe aren't in the area, they're, they're bored of you talking about this great photo walk yeah. that's going to be happening you can't that you can't go to, go to anyway. We had somebody, I think, came from really far. I don't remember where they said they were from. Uh, S- San Luis Obispo. Yeah, he came from yeah. four and a half hours away, and he went to the passing Man, swap awesome. meet that morning. And then, uh, but but he but his his idea was to come to the the Kodak Camera Club meetup, which is so cool. Incredible. Well, Pete, can you give our listeners kind of a background on yourself and how you got into photography and your career and all that? All that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, all that all that all that boring stuff. No, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and I always learn so much, I think, from how you know everyone's everyone's road and journey is different. So um, as I started down my journey, you know, you, you you read about the people that you idolize or the, the people that you that um, that you kind of want to pattern yourself after after and you end up following no path that they've followed at all. You, you think you're going to be like, <laughs> right. that's what I'm going to do. And then, and then you don't. So just a quick little background on me. Um, so I, I'm, I'm 40. I've been shooting for uh, professionally for 10 years. I slowly found my way back into still photography. I, I shot uh, just fun stuff growing up and, and just like everybody with disposable cameras. Uh, my mm. dad's Minolta SR7 and kind of just playing, playing around with 35 and, and just doing your thing. And then I went to school and I started studying theater and then I went into uh, film and uh, got my degree in film and television from Cal State Fullerton. And when I graduated, I wanted to get involved in the film industry. So I got an internship at Sony Pictures and started to do whatever I could do to be around uh, motion pictures. And sometimes that meant, you know, doing short films. And and then I started doing some acting because I had that theater background. And it was a fun time in Hollywood to kind of be doing that stuff because independent films were just starting to take off um, uh, from the short film side. So we were out there, you know, making horrible five minute short films and entering them into any <laughs> festival you could, that would accept you. Uh, and, you know, you start packing your IMDb with really bad short films. Uh, <laughs> all that being said, it, it was an amazing journey for me. And, and it was something that that was um, it, it wasn't until my daughter was born in um, 2008 that I picked up a, a still camera again because I decided to be a stay at home dad. And so at that point, I was staying at home with her and I started shooting photos of, of you know, your your daughter's first few weeks, first few months. And as it went, um, I live in Manhattan Beach, which is a, which is a beautiful, beautiful location. And uh, so I take her for walks and I start shooting more landscapes. And 
as I did that, I would um, uh, I had friends who who were editorial and commercial photographers who were going like, Pete, you have an interesting eye, and I'm like, you tell that to everybody. No, no, you really do. Yeah. You know? yeah. so they, they were kind of they were pushing me on to to uh, start striving and pushing it a little bit more into that. Uh, so as I did, I started looking into the stock world and uh, started selling a couple of images here and there on, on the stock side, and uh, but also started getting some interest on from the fine art side. Well, long story short. Um, what ended up happening was I started to, to shoot for clients. I started shooting a little bit more commercially, uh, but because of the, that 10 previous years that I'd been in LA, I had made a lot of friends who were PAs or mm. they were assistants here and there, and now all of a sudden they were in agencies and they were creative directors, or they were art directors. And then I started getting work because they, they, they knew me, they trusted me uh, because what I, what they knew me as a person and then they knew that I, they could handle myself behind a camera and then I started getting work commercially. So um, I started shooting for uh, campaigns like Toyota, uh, shot for Sky Vodka, um, Acura. Wow. So I, I've done, I've done you know, large campaigns um, in the print world and then the whole digital revolution happened on social and within that I found myself, again, within that same context kind of um, the relationships I had then bonded early on were creating a, a larger opportunity for me in in the, the kind of the, the social media world. So I got a big following on Instagram because I understood that living in Manhattan Beach, you can take a pretty sunset. Instagram yeah. loves a good sunset. <laughs> uh, and and off went my uh, transition into the uh, travel world. So the last five years, I I spent shooting travel photography, uh, been to about 30 countries and so jealous wow. for, um, uh, you know, four seasons, SPG, um, as well as a bunch of travel bureaus and destinations, um, shot assets for them as well as, um, um, consulting and social influencer stuff, which we can talk a bit more about, but the, uh, the, the fun side of that was I then transitioned back towards the film world. And that's where I started just missing that real image to, to mm -hmm. take that uh, where I was, you know, seven frames a second. It's a lot of fun. You're shooting, yeah. surfing, but waiting for that one decisive moment where the light is exactly right. The subject is exactly right. All of a sudden that personal connection and you hear it so often. And I've heard you guys on, on this as well. Yeah, like so many people can relate to that. That yeah. one frame it is so much more meaningful than mm -hmm. that that um, seven frames a second picking the right one. That's me in a nutshell. I guess. So do you, in your career now, do you, do you get a chance to shoot stuff on film or is that all mostly your personal stuff? So it is, um, it, it's, it's, it's been a fun kind of uh, transition back, like I said, to where um, I think it was Visco that first started doing like a, on, a, on a mass scale, some emulations. And, and I was like, ah, oh, Portrait 400. I, I've shot on this before. Uh, it kind of looks like it, but not really. But it's still, like yeah. I said, it doesn't, doesn't feel the same. And, and I feel like I feel goofy putting it up online and mm -hmm. because I know I can shoot that. And, and, uh, but it was also, so I, it was a double edged sword there because I'm going, it, it's training kids that film can look cool, but it's a shortcut. And yeah. Yeah. so, so I then started, uh, you know, you start going on the films, not dead and believe in film hashtags. And then you start going like, Oh, there's other people out here like me, you know, that are kind of like, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're into that. And it wasn't until I was started getting deeper into Twitter and, uh, people like Johnny patience and, uh, Bijan Sabat, who I started to have this like network of people that were also shooting film. 
So it was, it was instilling kind of that resurgence in me to want to shoot film and share it with them. And they were sharing, you know, and it was, uh, that's the community side to this, I guess I'm saying that's right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Wanted to fire me back up. And then I have been able to pitch clients on, Hey, you know, I'll I'll shoot your, some of your assets on digital, but also, you know, there's a, there's a sales aspect uh, to this being shot on film for you guys to actually use that as well and say, Hey, and, and make sure you, that your client knows like this was shot on film. Um, there's a romantic kind of connection to that still and, and, and coming back. Man, I love to hear that it's like coming back full circle. <laughs> there's nothing better than that. Uh, yeah, we were just talking to our um, our, la- our previous guest, Joe Perry. He, he's like in the same boat, shoots a lot of commercial work, and he kind of goes into it being like, yeah, I'll shoot some, you know, digital, but, you know, this is, if you want this, this is what I need. You know, right. like I need to shoot, you know, six rolls of Portrait 400 and that's it you know and yeah, i think well, a lot and, of people especially like the brands you know he works a lot with um like urban outfitters and mm-hmm. they're you know they're like kin to that you know that they kind of get it but i'm wondering like companies that are like wait what you want what <laughs> how that conversation really goes well it's true and, and and then there is you know from a commercial aspect there's a safety net you have still have to put it there for them you know to say like because yeah. film's film, you know, it's the stuff happens, you know, where, you know, in, in digital, you know, things, things can happen as well, but it's a, it's a lot more foolproof. Uh, but again, uh, I think it just comes from the creative side, being able to um, give, I don't know, I, I guess just take the risk. Um, but because I, I feel, I still feel like the reward is there. I'm working on a project right now. Um, it's in the beginning project uh, with Beverly Hills hotel. And I'm again, a storied place that's been around since you know the 30s and mm-hmm. my feeling was just to be able to document uh from a fine art standpoint play, uh, parts of that hotel on film and uh to where y- you can go was this shot in the 50s was this shot yeah you know, oh, i love that love it and, and it's that kind of feel and and they, they loved it too and, and that's it's so cool to be like um yes i could digitally manipulate this but right. guess what? There's not a story there. And that's where even the social media side can come in handy because you you can take your your followers, your community behind the scenes and say, I'm shooting on my RZ67 today. You know, I'm shooting Portrait 400. We got it all stacked. And this is this is what I'm waiting for. This is the light I'm waiting for. Uh, and all of a sudden, the whole process becomes part of the, the content as well. That's so awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Before we got started, Chris was mentioning... She said you were doing, have been working on a personal project for the last five years or so, and you're about to start showing it. Yeah, or? yeah. So I, I live down here in Manhattan Beach in in the in the South Bay, and uh, we've gone through kind of a um, I don't know if you use the G word, the gentrification of of kind of some of these old, really cool uh, places, and just kind of the community, and and it's it's changing. Um, so we're losing some of those kind of old dive bars are going away, and. And some of the, that surf community is is changing. But about five years ago, I started um, just again I, as I was as I was entering back into shooting more film, shooting through the lens of hey, you know, what kind of timeless image can I take? That again, can you not tell what era it was? You know, maybe you can tell from the surfboard, but you know, the, the landscape has looked the same. The, the under the pier has looked the same. 
this this cottage beach cottage has looked the same so i've started to to shoot those and with that in mind and so i'm, I'm going to start showing it in uh, may at a um there's a small gallery slash a wine tasting room which always makes images look better uh yes it's called, <laughs> yeah, yep yep barsha here in manhattan beach and uh so i'll be um i think it goes up on may 12th we'll be starting to show some images there and putting some up for sale that some of the proceeds are going to go to uh, heal the bay which is a near and dear to my heart here in the south bay as our uh, as our ocean is becoming more and more um, uh, gross daily so, um, oh. you know, so i definitely want to have a, a give back feel to that and there's also for me um kind of that connection uh again to to the land and that that film again gives me to um, kind of taking those images, they're very personal images. And a landscape, you know, I do shoot uh, quite a bit of landscapes, and landscapes to me can be very personal with how, uh, you know, the, everything surrounding it. And I think that that's so often these days you see some of these landscapes that are manipulated to, to uh, show a pink sunset or this and that and the other thing. But, to, uh, you know, but to do a long exposure on Ektar 100, you know, at dusk and to get those purples and orange, you know, all those real hues that, that, yeah, you know, I could do that after the fact, but yeah, actually yeah. get the real one and be like, this was it at, you know, 15th of a second, whatever. Like to know that you were there connected to that, people are really starting to, uh, I think, be into that. And collectors wise, I'm, I'm seeing a resurgence in people wanting to purchase fine art prints that, that are filmed, which is really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, I feel like that's almost because it like, feels more real if it's like, especially if it's like a darkroom print or, or like a real print, you know, to know that it came from a negative that was then developed and then printed versus just like, oh, it was a digital shot that like we manipulated to death in Photoshop. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just, I, and, for me, I mean, I think that, that's the best abso- part of it. Absolutely. And, and again, I think that's where the storytelling process comes in. I think for us as photographers to be able to to uh, relay that, like, like you're saying, the, to relay the process so people understand it. Because there's people that, you know, maybe they, oh, yeah, I used to shoot film back, whatever, but they, but they never were married to the process and they did never got excited about, mm. you know, developing your film, you know, like, like we may get. So, yeah, um, I think it's it is interesting kind of a layer to the storytelling aspect. And what kind of yeah. what, what size of prints are you going to sell? Are they, are they big or? So, yeah, I'm, I'm starting actually with these. Oh, we're going to go a little bit smaller because I'm going to do eight of them. Um, and then I think I'm going to be doing because these are uh, some of the larger prints are the six by seven. So on, on the RZ. So I can obviously go <laughs> go go pretty large. with yeah. those. So monster yeah. yeah but but again you need to have a i guess a market for it so you need to have someone's wall space to be the size yeah. that yeah. yeah that you envision it so um, i'm going a little bit uh smaller kind of museum style um for for these and then i'm just going to kind of see how that that plays out but i've had a lot of interest as i've kind of just put it out online that i'm doing this um so i'm going to look for kind of a larger space to maybe to do the, the full collection but i'm just starting oh, with, man. The images, nice. with the eight images there and then again i, I have about 60 that i've selected that that i love and then, um, as you guys know, the editing process, kind of pairing that. Yeah, down I was going to say, after more. we've talked about do it like narrowing photos down for like little publications, like zines and stuff. Right. Five years of stuff. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty good amount. And, you know, and again, the, the kind of the fun part for me is, especially over these last five years, is I've been doing a lot of travel photography. I come home with a fresh eye for where I live. It's an interesting right. oh, yeah. mindset to have where you you travel to other people's places and you try to find what's cool, what's interesting about everywhere everyone else lives. And then you come home to your place and you're like, 
but then all of a sudden I started going, wait a second, like, let me keep that same mindset going here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how that project got started. Well, congratulations. Yeah, that's that's cool. so exciting. Thanks. That's very, very, I'll very cool. I'll definitely have to come so, check it out. I'll come down yes, and, absolutely. And, and, there's, and there's check it out for sure. Good, good wine and, and food there as well. So. So are you are you planning on turning this into a publication? Are you going to do a book or anything like that with you the know, project? It's, or? It, it's it's headed that way, but um, I, I'm always hesitant to kind of like <laughs> say say yes for sure uh, on that. Um, I, again, it, it started out just as kind of a, a personal project to kind of work on, and then I all of a sudden, and I don't think five years ago, if I said like I'm going to shoot for five years on this kind of stuff and it's going yeah, to create yeah. this, really, I, I wouldn't have been as good because I would have been kind of looking through it. I think in that mindset of maybe what's commercial, what what. Oh, this will, you know, oh, yeah. and it was just a matter of me documenting, uh, just keeping a camera on me, whether I, I shoot on like an M7 and then the RZ67 and kind of always keeping a camera on me. And during personal moments, both my kids were always down the beach, those kind of things, as well as just out and about. And just to say, oh, that's an interesting single moment. I'm going to wait for something or catching it as it is. I, one, one image, I was um, down in Manhattan Beach and it was uh, the right at the pier. And it just rained, and there was a puddle there at the beginning of the pier. And there was a, um, a woman and her husband, and they were just married, and she had her full wedding gown on. They were coming down there for, oh, wow. for photos. Oh. And, she had, and it had rained, but now all of a sudden the rain was gone. So they had just been walking down the pier, and I, sh- and I shot this photo from the puddle, and it kind of reflects her as she's walking by, and it's like, it's perfectly grained and faded and yet beautiful and rich. And it's like all the things that, that we love about, you know, images like that. But again, it's a moment that if I didn't have, if I would have grabbed it on my iPhone or something else, it wouldn't have been as special to me as that single click and going like, I hope it turned out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, out of, yeah. I'm out of light. I hope it turned out. Uh, and, and it turned out really cool. So it's, it's one of the images that, that I'll, I'll have in the show, but it's, um, but it's yeah, it's 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 really neat. It's those kind of moments of, you know, I think those are the kinds of things. Once I start seeing some of those, um, that I was going like, okay, I have something here that that I enjoy. Um, and as I started sharing it with some friends and and people in the area, people started really being into it as well. Man, cool. I just feel like I I've been doing an ongoing project of the downtown here. I I live in a little tourist town called Franklin, and I just feel like if I do a like a book or something like that, or like a show, like it kind of finalizes Mm -hmm. the work and I, am not ready to kind of close the door on that. So I was just wondering if it's like, if this is an ongoing project with you, like, are you going to keep this going is for a while or is it kind of done? Like once you start showing the project, are you going to kind of like take a step back from that or is it, you know? No, I I think it's, I, I, I think it may not have the same, um, and, and it's already kind of felt a little different as I've announced and as I've started to kind of go through and put mm, some of these, mm-hmm. like, it has a different feel when I'm going out shooting. So you're absolutely right. Like there is a little bit of like, yeah. uh, you know, like, or if I, people see me out, they're also in this, we have a, live in a smaller beach area. It's like with my film camera, they're like, Oh, you, you know, you're working on your pro You know, it's like, it's a different yeah, feel. Like, than, that's to, like with to, you, to being, Timothy. I know it is. It is <laughs> to, to be in that fly on the wall of catching that, that yep. moment. You know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is for the uh, thing. Yeah, 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 the thing about the guy. Yeah, I know, whatever. Yep, that's yep. so uh, funny. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's an interesting thing about the, the projects for sure. Everybody downtown here, they're just because of the the whole, oh, I can't think of his name, the guy who made Humans of New York popular oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like, 
they're just like, you should do a, a humans of Franklin or human. And I'm like, come on, guys, let's do something a little more original than that. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just funny how those projects go like that. I love that. I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely a cool, a, a cool thing as far as, you know, personal projects are concerned for, for all of us to, it keeps you motivated um, away from the client work and, um, you know, and then ultimately something that you're proud of at the end of the day is, is all we can ask for. And, and I think film, you know, resonates for us in that way because it is something special yeah. to, 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 as, as long as it takes to, to make happen in, in the way that we all want it to. So true. I think there's such a cool aspect of personal projects, too, that it keeps us learning like there's a learning, you know, you're, you're not scared to to open the back of your camera and get a light leak or to soup your film or, you know, something crazy. You can try that stuff out and see how it goes. And then people can maybe they want to hire you for something that you're doing crazy like that mm-hmm. that they see in your personal work. Like, you know, it, I always promote and strive for personal work i think that is like the biggest i mean that's that's all i do you know i really don't do paid work i'll do paid work if uh a couple that i know needs some engagement photos or something like that like i tried to go down that road and i found myself very unhappy doing paid work so i i don't know i just love hearing someone that you you know you're definitely a commercial photographer and to hear that you still get joy and and your passion on working on you know personal projects and stuff it's a it's cool it's cool to see that and makes it like less of a job yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. like it's not only our job if it makes us happy you know yeah that's 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 kind of the, the the dream i think we're all kind of trying to find that that middle point there and i think that's where for me as again, that love-hate relationship with social media was the fact that as I started po- posting more kind of personal work on on there and less in the way of just basic sunsets, I actually started getting more commercial work from you know mm. people that I didn't know, art, art directors um, or creatives that that were going, hey, you know what you did, you know, with that, with that, with that trip, with that, can you do that for us? You know, and then I was like, oh, wait, you know, that that's the one that didn't do good on Instagram. You know, that's the one that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the one that, that nobody nobody really commented on. And all of a sudden, you know, that's you the one that's getting on work. That yeah, it's like interesting, huh? Interesting, that's interesting how that works. Um, but, you know, again, I think that's the double edged sword of social media when you're looking at it from a commercial standpoint um, of extending yourself or changing um, maybe perceptions of, of your work is being able to have the confidence to just go go ahead. Um, with it i just recently found out that you can um archive your instagram post <laughs> so <laughs> i was telling tim with you before we started i was like up till like way too late last night just being like why did i post my pictures of food five years ago <laughs> so it's like going through and just like you know trying to make it like more of a brand on my instagram yeah. i guess then yeah and it's like as photographers i always feel like man i wish my instagram was cooler like you know, it's like, but now I, I have sort of a way to kind of like clean it up a little bit. So that's kind of yeah. cool to Instagram. Well, I, I always, yeah, it's, it's true. No, and, and just even kind of where I, I, I was definitely lucky on, on the upswing on, on as far as the following is concerned on Instagram, where I was in the right place at the right time. Um, as it grew, I understood it. And those same photographers that I spoke about earlier that were telling me I had a great eye, they were laughing at me when I was on Instagram. They're like, oh, what filter are you going to put on this, Pete? You know, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and, then, and then I cut to a couple uh, years later, they were going like, hey, my agent said I need more followers on Instagram. How, yeah. how do, you, do, you, do you hashtag stuff or what, what, do, what do you do to do that? And it was just, uh, it, was, it was a funny kind of full circle thing there because it's, you know, it's, it's part of, from a commercial standpoint, it's definitely part of the business PR wise as oh, well. Oh, for as, sure. Um, for, for any creative, I feel like yep. 
it, it totally is because you know yeah. people post their artwork on there if you're like painters and you know everything it, it really no. is a great it's almost like a pocket portfolio if you if you you know yeah, yeah. And, and then sp- speaking about like artists and, and painters and, and sketch artists i mean so i've i've held a couple of these photo walks with uh, the getty museum here uh, where they've they've had on their closed day they've had us up there photographers and um we've opened it up to artists as well as some uh dancers and those types of things and be able to bring uh, kind of artists of all of all side there because you know you're right instagram isn't just photographers um mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. it's been a really cool way to kind of uh, extend my eye and 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 my following you know people that i follow to be like oh wow this artist is amazing i never would have found you had mm-hmm. i not been kind of like scrolling through a hashtag and and there you are um and then uh, obviously on the film side again going back to the hashtags that i you know follow and use uh, believe in film and film's not dead and those kind of things that to be able to you find people that are you know shoot the same style as you the same stock Mm -hmm. as you or 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 you strive to like how did they get it to look like this you know and that used to be us having to go to galleries or buying, you know, three hundred dollar photo books, you know, yeah. and, and looking yeah. looking at it over and over and over again. But now we're getting, um, I think, extending us and, and getting uh, such a really uh, great breadth of of um, f- from all over the world, which is the the best part. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy that we carry like pocket galleries in our, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. it's our true. pockets, man. Yeah. Oh, that's why I never thought of it that way before. That's crazy. Oh, I was just gonna say. Um, like like I said before, my mind is all like like almost erase my entire Instagram and start over. Now that I know I don't have to delete, I can just kind of move it over to the side. But uh, I was like, I'm like, this might be like picking a scab though. <laughs> I don't want to like make it worse anyway. But but it's but it's not gone gone, which is the, the which right, is, exactly like, like you said. That's the, the, the best archive part because I was explaining it to my that. friend today earlier, and she was like, "Wait, you mean like delete?" I'm like, "No, it saves it. Like it goes under your, your archive, so it's like always there. So if you want to like have the memories for yourself, you can always yeah. just look over there." <laughs> But you don't have to show it to everybody. And she was like, I don't use really, inst- I don't know what you're saying. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, no, it's good for me. Just, just trust me. Yeah. It's good for me. Yeah, yeah, Enjoy exactly. Yeah. Man, see, that's why I like Instagram stories now too, because they, you know, if you want to show food pictures, you can. And mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> you know, if you want to show what you're doing, I try to use Instagram stories as, since I do YouTube and stuff like that, I, I try to keep it as a more of a vloggy kind of thing. You know, my, yeah. my data life, like what I'm shooting, what, what camera I'm shooting where I'm shooting kind of a behind the scenes and I still try to keep my you know my feed my whatever the heck it's called on Instagram to be more of a portfolio or a body of my work Uh so it's not so but I feel like you do need to still keep a you need to keep kind of like a personal side of yourself on your body of work as well because people want to be you know involved they want to feel like they know who you are and if it's just you know strangers pictures or if you're like a street photography if it's all just hardcore stuff like that I feel like you lose a little bit of yourself and maybe a little I see I don't know I'm not I don't really know how to play the Instagram game well I I think I think you spoke directly to it in the fact that Instagram for me has always been a way that I've been able to connect with others uh, on a visual level like what we we yeah we, we may not speak the same language, but I agree with how you see the world uh, through 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 mm. your lens. You know, if it's your food or you know, or landscape or portraits, whatever it is, like how you're viewing things is how I view things or how I, I get it, whatever it is. But you're right in that it needs to be personal because you can easily be replaced. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Someone's like, yeah, ah, the yeah. same photo over and over again. Like, I, I, I don't need that anymore <laughs> in my life. Or, um, or it, it's not personal enough. It's just a landscape with no caption. 
You know, like, I, I don't know right. who you are. I don't know anything about this. I can find another person or Google an image that looks like this. Um, but Instagram yeah. is still, and again, what has created for me is this opportunity to meet people around the world, to meet people like Chris, to meet people like Steve, Kodak, the rest of it, is to be able to have an, an opportunity to connect on an analog level, you know, um, with with other photographers. Um, and and for that, I'll always be grateful because it's really kind of opened up a whole new a whole new uh, world and relationship for me. Yeah, for sure. I kind of always, you know, because I love analog stuff so much, like especially photography, that I always make the joke like I was born in the wrong era, <laughs> you know. But then I'm like, but I, but I would, but I would like miss Instagram if I didn't. Have, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, it, it is. Yeah, exactly. No, there's definitely the creature comforts of everything we have, the the modern modern life. But um, there's that hybrid kind of life. I think a lot of us live, and and you know, even me, especially with where I don't need to shoot film, but I love to shoot, you know, there's just Mm -hmm. that connection there that, um, you know, back, back in the day, professional photographers, they had to, that was how they were going to make their living. Yeah. Even like when, when you were saying, sorry, when you were saying that, you know, you were on the, um, production side, uh, in the beginning of your career, like in Hollywood on, on short film sets, I do, um, set photography, like unit still stuff. And like back in the day, people had to bring like, I don't know how, like 40 rows of film, to, to set and just you know in between like I'm like open in the back of the camera and just like it's insane just and, and, I mean, and, and insane. missing, like missing moments weddings too yeah. yeah yeah like shooting weddings all on film I mean people do that now we've, we've talked to like our guests like like Wendy Laurel she shoots like all of her stuff all of her weddings are like are all on film that that's I mean so I, I've been a teacher or instructor up at uh, at photo field trip the last few years and I've met a lot of wedding photographers that was kind of my first interest oh, in like cool, wedding cool. photography that, that whole world which I just envy and think they're amazing and I could never do it <laughs> you know it's like mm-hmm. it's just not not I, I, I give me a million dollar budget and a couple cars and set. <laughs> like I but give me a bride and to like miss her first kiss and I, the the father of the bride dance and I, oh, I freeze up I, I although invite me to your wedding you're gonna get great photos but just don't pay me for it and don't expect them and, and then right then get exactly uh, but uh, that being said <laughs> I, it, it's been cool and that was kind of was it I think three or four years ago I, I went for the first time and that was when I started uh, getting introduced to. Uh, a, a whole range of wedding photographers who are still shooting um, film. And, you know, and I think that there was a, again, that same connection that I'm talking about with your image that they're able to have with their clients. And it, uh, it, it resonates because yes, they're pre- paying a premium. Yes. You know, they may mm-hmm. not have gotten every photo of every guest, you know, but the photos that they did get um, made a difference were, were impactful and, and, and meaningful. When I was uh, like second shooting weddings and I took on a wedding as as myself, no assistant or anything, the amount of photos I took digitally was insane. And just like just sorting through those and and having to pick and, you know, there's like 15 of the same shot because like you said, the camera does seven frames a second. So we're getting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just millions of photos and and just I, I couldn't imagine going back now and knowing what I know and shooting film and and just the value of the shots that I would have gotten and and cared so much more about and you know who needs 600 photos I remember seeing contracts I was talking to a couple that I work with they were they're like hey our photographer said they would give us 500 photos for this amount of time and I'm like five I was like you have no idea how many photos is 500 photos like that's that's more than you would ever 
never need of no. that event. You're just going to keep looking, and it's like, why do why is there 17 pictures of us doing the exact same thing? I, at that point, I keep saying, you know, it's like it's like shooting video. Even uh, I think Sony's got a new like 24 frames a second cam- uh, uh, still yeah. camera or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like at that point, you're you're starting to shoot video and you're just right. pulling yep. stills, you know, which is fine. It's technically great, but uh, I, I think you're really uh, missing what um, what the still camera is about. And I, again, what what helped me was kind of the resurgence of of using film in, in my work or in my personal work as well, and just being able to slow it down frame by frame. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, it's 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 a really it's a really special thing to kind of carry that around with you as well. The history of it. I, I'm I'm a big Leica guy, and just to be able mm. to kind of have that the history of 35 millimeter there as well as um, you know all the greats that came before so that's awesome should we ask the the dreadful question timothy yeah yeah we should <laughs> boom, boom, boom. so pete <laughs> yes. if you had to pick one camera to shoot with forever what would it be and why uh, it would be the like desert M- your desert camera <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. it, it would be the like m3 uh, I, oh I, not I, the 7 oh. I probably should have not not the seven. I, I own the seven, but the reason that it wouldn't be that is because there's a battery involved in the M7. Oh right, mm. and, right, and right, if it was right, my right. one camera forever, I was on a desert island <laughs> with a bunch of rolls of film, and I ran out of battery. It's uh, you know, that's um, yeah, it's not a good thing. So uh, it would be the M3, um, and I, I probably would want to have a lens too. Can I have a lens, or is it just the mm-hmm. we just take a body? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I'm a fifty guy, so I do the fifty millimeter Sumalux. Ooh yeah. Um, the, um, and I think that would be that would be where I'd bat, and I would uh, probably go Kodak Portrait 400. It's, it's a good old fashioned; it would catch everything uh, from from morning. It's to California night. guy, uh, Tim. California guy, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> West Coast light. That West Coast light. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I I, yeah. I haven't I haven't heard what your guys is is. Is that something you've done a couple times? Has people? Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll go back I'll t- and re-listen. No, no, I, I'll I'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. I don't care. Right. Yeah, See, we, always time to talk about it. We, we, we've tried, like, because it changes, you know, especially like, you know, what's your favorite point and shoot or what's your favorite medium format or what's your favorite blah, blah, blah. Um, my one and only camera, everybody already knows, it's the Yashica T4, my little point and shoot, which I had at the uh, at I was going to say, did you bring it out on Sunday? Mm-hmm. All right. I shot some, some Ektar 100 in there. So that's sunset. I cannot wait. I tell you that I, I'm Ektar 100 sunsets are when it's a West Coast thing, um, obviously, because East Coast, you know, love your sunrises, guys. But yeah, <laughs> boring. Uh, yeah, yeah. boring. Uh, so, yeah, that's that, that's one that's definitely near and dear to me. Uh, that 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 um, that Ektar 100 is a thing. And I'm, I'm actually shooting a little um, Ektar 100 midday, which is one of my favorite things on the beach. So I'm, whenever we've had some really bright days, I've been out there. And shooting um, a, a little side project. It's similar to the other one, but I'm not going to talk about it because all of a sudden it becomes a thing, and then it becomes a. Yeah, I got to yep, do a no show, and then, and then I then I have to stop. Then I have to stop doing it because, like we said earlier, now I feel bad about the other one. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Ektar <laughs> 100. Sorry, that got me off. Man, that's funny. I just ordered a five pack of Ektar 100. That's probably the color film that I've shot the least. I really need to get. Mm-hmm. I need to shoot more of it, especially well, yeah. now that it's summertime. I was say, and there's, in and there's summer, some color. You get that lot, a lot yeah. more light. Timothy, what's, yeah. what's yours? Uh, I mean, I'm still going to stick with, uh, I, I just, I don't know what it is about the Canon. It's a Canon FTB. It's just an old clunky 70s, you know, it's it's not an AE1. AE1s are too, like, light and weird, but the Canon uh, FTB, it's just, I know it. I don't have to think about it when I take it out and shoot. Um, I would like it to be. 
<clears throat> excuse me, I would like it to be, I have a Bessa rangefinder that I've been shooting to R2 and I would love to have it be that camera, but I'm just not there with it yet. So just a, just a regular old school SLR, you know, it, it's, it's all about, and again, film, I think is, is that for all of us, it's all about the connection with, with the camera yeah. that you're shooting with. And, and I think that's something that, um, you lose so often in digital. Um, you know, it's something that I think translated a little bit for me with changing the rangefinder and, and shooting uh, on Leicas, but mm. um, but it, it is absolutely that connection you have with your camera, and you know I, I, that's why it's so much fun to hear why people shoot what they shoot and, and mm-hmm. film wise. It's not about well, it's seven frames a second, and it's uh, you know yeah. 40, 46, 46 <laughs> megapixel. <laughs> yeah, yep, we've talked yep. about three, that three before. SD cards. You know, <laughs> like you're gonna get the next one when it comes out in a year. It's like yeah, no, yeah. I can't. I no, got, it's out in six months. <laughs> ugh, like like I've upgraded my Canon body so much, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm just going to stick with this for a while because it's working and yeah, you know, and, yeah. and, and you know, for me, I, I, as a hybrid shooter, you know, we obviously all, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, as far as from, from a, uh, from a commercial standpoint, I you have to shoot, um, digital as well. Um, so and n- nothing against the digital world. I, it, it's, right. it's, it's putting food on the table. It's great. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it is definitely, again, when, when, when you're on, um, when you're talking about this type of thing, I, I think it, there's a spiritual kind of real connection that you have with film and, and with, with analog that um it, it's hard to describe it to people that don't that don't don't get it it's it's like it's they, so they, look at, they look at you they look at you funny <laughs> and you all right you don't get it it's fine like i was just i was walking out today with one of my um i'm a one-step puller and i was i was testing out and this guy came out of his like apartment right behind me with his little his little baby in a like infinite in a carrier and he was like whoa is that a polar you don't see those every day and i was like yeah yeah it is. <laughs> that, that's it. No, it, that's. I mean, and, and that is that is a fun thing. Even especially like the the RZ always stops people. They're oh, oh what yeah. is that? Oh, is it, mm-hmm. are you shooting movies? As, you know, it's like or or, yeah. somebody, or some or somebody that knows is like oh well, I haven't seen one of those in years. You know, and then all of a sudden you have a whole new conversation, which is really cool. And I always yeah. stop to have that conversation because you know having people involved in in um, film again is is something that's really really neat. And we even had. On Sunday, we had a guy that was there. He was actually involved in developing Ektar um, back in the, I think he was in the 70s. Um, he, he was. No kidding. Yeah. And he, he came oh, out. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, which was, I mean, it was like, so to talk to him about it, he actually developed it, you know, in, in, in the mm. first place, which is really, really, really cool to, um, and they're kind of looking at us crazy. They're like, you know, you young kids, like, are, are interested in this? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah there was a a commercial photographer that i used to assist for back in connecticut before i moved out to la and i was like just when i right before i moved about five years ago was right when i was starting to get back into film and so i would talk to him about it and he was like but why would you want to shoot film and i was like well i mean because it's like you know it's 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 different it's you slows you down and like the the quality is like way better than digital and he was like yeah but like it costs so much money and I mean, for him, like his commercial jobs, that's a huge expense he doesn't have to pay for anymore. So like, I get it, but I'm like, you just got to go shoot some, like just take one roll out and just go do it. And then you'll just remember what it's like, you know, I feel like you're too far away from it now. It needs to get reintroduced. No, exactly. All right, guys, this is a part of the show where we take a question from you guys. And today's question comes from Roy J. Ragbeer. He asks, how do you get motivated to shoot? Pete, you want to go first? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, motivation for me comes, comes from a couple different areas, depending on what I'm shooting. Obviously commercial stuff, you're, um, you're, you're, you're motivated by doing well for a client. You're motivated by, mm-hmm. you know, cre- creatively wanting to, uh, kind of feel a little fulfilled while, while performing. Um, and, and personal projects I think is where it probably speaks more to. And, uh, the motivation for me comes really, uh, I guess, weaving in a whole community aspect to this, but really comes from, from, uh, um, the motivation of seeing others work um, and then kind of yeah. uh, w- wanting to develop that skill within my own work. And and I think one of the things I talk about with uh, classes or workshops that I've run is, is kind of how to develop your own eye. And I always talk about finding those people that, that you, uh, that you love, that you love their work, meshing those all together. And the more you try to emulate their work, the more you're going to start to find your own uh, voice through it. So I think motivation for me comes from really uh, digging into other people's work, not just one or two images, but actually going in deep. And like you were talking about, well, rather than archiving your feed or rather than, <laughs> than their archived feed, getting there deep into it, to see their progression and be like, oh, wow, you know, that, that's that's where they came from. That's what they did. And it kind of motivates me again to, to start on my own path because the more you start to, um, I think, emulate others, the more you're going to find your own voice through that. Man, good answer. <laughs> Very true. I would have to say I, I come from like a skateboarding background. You know, I before like me and the guys would go out and skate, we'd pop in a skate video and get pumped up and get fired up for the, you know, the session. And I kind of play on that now. You know, I'll hit like YouTube or I'll go on. You know, we have so many so many areas to pull things from now we got the amazon prime netflix youtube Mm -hmm. anywhere on the internet you can find something about something you love and you know if i'm going out if i'm grabbing the four by five camera i'm going out to shoot some large format you know i'll put on what remains the sally mann documentary of her family and i'll get all jazzed about Mm -hmm. that or you know if i'm cruising around town with my rangefinder, I'll watch like everybody's street or, you know, an Elliot Erwitt piece or something crazy to get kind of in that mindset. It's kind of, or just like put on some good music or this, you know, like now that we're, we're recording this podcast, like I want to go out and shoot right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like watching the sun go down. I'm like, man, <laughs> hopefully this is, that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it's, it's funny, you know, I, it's, I just kind of do that or, you know, just looking at people's Instagrams or, you know, just like what um, what Pete was saying, you know, just looking at everybody else's work and it, and it just makes you want to strive to do, you know, cool stuff. And yeah, that's that's what gets me going pretty much. What about you, Chris? What do you what do you do? I mean, it, for sure, like the same thing, like looking at other people's work. I, I just put up on our Facebook group because um, I've been like really into photo books lately and just like looking I want to like absorb everybody's work um, and it's it's like inspiration comes from like the craziest thing you'll see one mm. some like one one photograph from somebody that's unexpected and you're like man I gotta I gotta like switch my whole way of thinking around to like <laughs> you know I want to try this I want to try that I want to like do a zine like I don't know I feel like inspiration comes at me and, and like it'll just hit me in, in like one like fell swoop and it just comes from the, the craziest places. Even even like like you've talked about this before, Timothy, like going out and shooting when you're not motivated. Yeah. My my mother to this day, if I call her, I'm like, having such a bad day. She'll still she'll still say like, why don't you go out and take some pictures? That always makes you feel better. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to go do that because <laughs> it's true. It does. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. I just, you know, keep wherever it comes from. 
keep it and go with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll add I'll add one more thing onto that. It definitely came within my my travel, my kind of my you know sometimes you sleep two hours a night because you're charging everything the night before and you're backing this mm-hmm. up and, and right. you have to go out and shoot the next day. Um, w- one big thing that started to become a, a constant for me was music. And I, as far as wh- while I was shooting, you know whether it was something I was on set, but for more often for, for music, it was uh, while I was doing shoot, shooting or, or um, out and about kind of capturing um, environments and finding music that was specific to the environment that I was shooting. Um, yeah. Whether it was Cole Porter, you know, walking around Paris or, you know, Frank Sinatra walking around New York or whatever, yeah. you know, like finding something that's specific to, to the area, the environment that you're shooting. Um, and these days with AirPods, it's great. You know, you can just, or, um, you know, any kind of earphones, but it, being able to kind of just lose yourself in that. And yet I've always found also to kind of leave one out uh, because you still want to be part of the environment. So there's, yeah. there's almost a soundtrack that you're you're building for your shoot, you know, while it's there. And, and, and uh, so that's some of the motivation wise, like during the shoot or during while I'm shooting, uh, music's definitely played a, played a big part in that for me. It's true. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I I always ramp up some tunes that are, you know, semi-related to what I'm doing. It definitely puts you it's kind of like an actor getting ready for a role. You know, Mm -hmm. it's you do a little a little bit of, you know, it's it's, Spotify is great for that these days because you type in like, what am I doing? There's someone's got a playlist for (laughs) it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They really do. It also helps with like like nervous clients who are like. I hate getting my picture taken. I'm like, well, what do you like? Let's put on. Exactly. (laughs) Let's let's crank it up and dance it out for the first five minutes because that'll always Dial it up. Exactly. Loosen it up for sure. Man, good question. Good question. Yeah, great question. Thanks for sending that in, um, Rojay. We really appreciate that. Cool. Well, this has been really awesome. Thank you so much, Pete, for joining us. We've had a blast chatting with you today. You bet. I love love the way that it all kind of came about because of the good old-fashioned Kodak meetup and then we we met. You guys are... uh, (laughs) off and running on that. So no, th- thanks for having me. And, and again, it just continues to reinstill my love of, of this community, um, photographers, and then even more so of, of the film community. And, and I think there's such, it's such a supportive community. And I think that's it what really is continuing Agreed. to see, um, you know, and that's something again, going back to it earlier, was just that Twitter, um, you know, where I kind of started to regain the love there because people were supportive of the work that I was putting up there. And all of a sudden, this kind of band of, of photographers, I started going like, oh, you know, I haven't shot with, with that in a while. I haven't shot with that for a while and growing it from there. That's awesome. Where can everybody check you out? Uh, PCHpro.com is my website. Um, and then Pete Halverson on, on, on the social medias all across the board. Uh, and it's P-E-T-E-H-A-L-V-O-R-S-E-N. Um, other than that, yeah, feel free to check me out and yell at me tell me i'm shooting something underexposed overexposed uh, <laughs> out of focus whatever uh but yeah I, and again community wise something i love and i'll continue to do these photo walks um you know, yes I've done them with a number of different brands but also just on my own where i'm like hey I, i'm gonna catch sunset tonight who wants to shoot with me and you know 10 people show up and it's a lot of fun so yeah if, if you ever like do one like it's kind of in advance let us know we'll, we'll definitely push it out for you too Fantastic. Yeah, the, the, the more the merrier. And, and you, you're, you're a believer. You, you've been there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you see it. it works. It works. 
Awesome. Awesome. Where can everybody find you, Timothy? All right, guys. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. And I also put out YouTube videos. It seems like it's been a while since I put one out, but <laughs> I'm still there. And uh, you can find me on YouTube.com slash Timothy Makeups Ditzler. And I also do a solo podcast called We Believe in Film. And that's also on my YouTube. That's on my SoundCloud. Is that what they call it? SoundCloud? Does that sound right? Yes. Yes. It's on SoundCloud. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. What about you, Chris? Um, I'm Chris B. Photo on most of the social Twitter, uh, Instagram, and YouTube. I have a film photography Instagram. It's Chris B. Shoots Film. The podcast is uh, Analog Talk Podcast on, <laughs> or Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook group you can join and a page you can like. Check us out on those. And, yeah, that's about it. Fantastic. (laughs) All right, Pete, thank you again so much. This has been phenomenal. You bet. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. All right, I want to thank Pete Halverson for being a part of the show. It's great getting to meet you and talk to you about you know, your commercial aspect of film photography, along with just personal projects and all that fun stuff. So next time there is a meetup in California, hopefully I can get my butt out there to hang with you guys. That'd be a lot of fun. But uh, I want to remind you guys about our Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. We have a bunch of perks over there. You know, even donating a dollar helps us tremendously. You know, we're trying to make this thing a full-time reality, you know, have more time to you know add more shows to this thing do maybe do a sideshow during the week or more videos or something you know we're, we're really trying to turn this thing into a a full-time gig we have a bunch of perks over there for the people who donate you know i think we have stickers we have pins if you hit a certain tier chris and i will send you a print uh we're going to be doing live streams which only patreon uh, Patreons will be invited to participate in and you know we do Patreon spotlights on our Instagram and on our show so head on over there check it out we're going to have a bunch of stuff added here shortly we're working on it right now trying to juice everything up a little bit more for you guys but um, until next week thanks for listening and thanks for contributing thanks to all the guests and we'll see you soon take care guys When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.